Thank you for joining the Capital Church Podcast. We believe that Jesus is for you and that through these expressions of our community, you will find hope, healing, and belonging. To learn more, join us live every week online and visit our website at capitalchurch.co or send us an email at info at Good morning. Praise God. There's no other better place to be on Sunday than the house of God. Praise the Lord. Well, some of you are reading your Bible on, on your phone, your devices. I just, I'm kind of old school. I like the good old word of God. And so I bought a new Bible. I think it's good to kind of get refreshed, do a, do a, a new uh, you know, Bible or whatever you're doing, start fresh and let God work through you. This word today is going to, uh, I think, encourage you in reading God's word. How powerful it is, how needful it is. So Father, we ask today your anointing on this word. Let there come a grace on us to hear. Let us be hearers. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the word of the Lord is saying. We pray, Lord, you'd open our hearts and let there come a divine impartation which leads to that transformation that Pastor Mark was talking about. We pray grace, grace on the word now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I don't know about you, but uh, this last year, God spoke many things to us. Hopefully, you're now walking in it. Uh, this last year was a time of, I think, preparation, moving into what God has for us. But he's moving us into the next chapters of our life and the next adventure. I personally believe 2024 is going to be an adventurous year. If you, I, I've already said this, but if you add the numbers, it's number eight, the number of new beginnings. I believe this is going to be a new beginning year. I believe there are going to be things that happen in this year that we will say, look what God has done. Yes, there will be challenges. There always is. There always are challenges. And so, uh, but I'm telling you, God is bigger than any, any devil. God is bigger than any challenge. God is bigger than any opposition. God is great. And we're gonna see great things this year. I'm, I'm really, I have faith to believe. I know what he's spoken to my heart, but I believe uh, that uh, our future is great and uh, the best days of our lives are ahead of us. Even if we die, the best days ahead are ahead of us. It's a win-win. And so we believe for great things this year. So I want you to make faith choices this year. Our future starts today. First Sunday of 2024. First Sunday, number seven. This is the seventh day. Number of completion. And now God is, I think, preparing to do things in us and through us, line upon line, precept upon precept, principle upon principle. Think about it. The God of all creation preparing to use us if we are willing. Wow. So are you willing to give God everything? Well, so we're going to start this series. Pastor Chris announced that we're going to start a series called Grow. So in this year... We're going to start the first few weeks talking about growing in God, our, our, our need for God to be deep within us. You're here today because I think you want more of God. Is that right? You do want more of God. I, I certainly do. 
We've had worship. We've entered the presence of God. We've entered the Holy of Holies, and now God wants to speak to us. Do you know why we start with worship? Because worship always digs up the soil of our, of our heart to allow the seed of the word of God to be planted in us. And through that, then we can grow. So I want to start off this first Sunday talking about faith. What is faith? Now, I want you to stay with me because uh, faith is, is our, whole, our whole spiritual life is guided by faith. In fact, if I were to take one word possibly and speak about the, the necessary word in the kingdom of God that, that necessitates all of us understanding it, it's the word faith. Faith directs everything we do. We, we receive Christ by faith. You receive your healing by faith. You, everything you do is by faith. If you don't do it by faith, the Bible says without faith, it, if you don't practice faith, it's sin. And so we want to understand that. Hebrews 11.1 1 says this, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And, you know, you think about that, and you, you can think of faith in, an, in this ethereal way, and it kind of is mind-boggling. But yet, in this scripture, Hebrews 11.1, 1, in the New Living Translation, it says, what is faith? It is the confident assurance that what we hope for is going to happen. It is the evidence of things we cannot yet see. So, here, I just read it. I'm reading scripture. Faith is substance, and it is evidence. It is the substance of our hopes and the confident assurance that our hopes will materialize. Now, I'm going to talk about this. Where does our hope come from? We'll see what this all, you know, put this all together. But it is the evidence of invisible things. We live in an invisible kingdom, and that's why it's so challenging for us at times, because we are living in an invisible kingdom, but we're practicing it out in a visible world. We do not need evidence for that which we can see or which is visible. Substance, the word substance means essential nature, essence, the fundamental or essential part or quality. Evidence means an outward sign, proof, or testimony. Faith is so real in God's world that it is actually a substance. Substance is the word in the Greek, hypostasis which means something that provides the basis or foundation for. So we could say, faith is the underlying reality of things hoped for, the foundation of things hoped for. It is real because it's substance. Faith sees the invisible. Now I'm going to tell you how to get there. This is why you got to, you got to stay with me. Faith sees the invisible. Faith relates to the unseen world, not the seen. Faith relates us to the unseen world. When you, when you gravitate into faith, when you move in faith, you're actually moving into an unseen world. The unseen world is actually more real than the seen world. It is actually more powerful. It is long-lasting. It's eternal. We know that because of God's word. Hebrews 11.3 says, By faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Now, you start reading these things, you go, oh, wow, what does it all mean? Well, we're going to put it together here. We're going to put line upon line here. So God made the visible out of the invisible. Faith takes us behind the curtain of the visible and lets us see the invisible. The foundation for the invisible world is the word of God. 
Without this, we don't have faith. We can't have faith. There is no faith. There is no understanding of the invisible world. So, 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. It is difficult for man to walk by faith. We would rather walk by sight. Where that's the way you were made in Adam's nature and Adam's world. So a lot of us subscribe to the tenant, seeing is believing. The kingdom of God is just the opposite. It says, believing is seeing. You got to believe, then you can see. Now, you got to catch this. If you, leave, if you live in the seeing and then I believe world, you're going to be a dissatisfied, unfortunate, grumpy Christian. Psalm 27, 13 says, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He had to believe in order to see. Faith comes before sight. If you have sight, you don't have faith. There's no need for faith. You must believe that you're healed of a disease before you can actually experience the, the healing. You must believe you prosper before you prosper. You must believe that you have victory before the victory is evident. Faith is not blind or deaf. Faith is based on the substance and evidence of the hopes given to us and of the invisible, which we cannot see, but is very real. Now we're going to talk about how to get into that invisible. How does faith come to us then? Well, how do we get faith? Well, I, I'm glad you asked that question. How do we get faith? Uh, Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing in hearing by the word of God. In other words, faith comes by hearing something. You got to hear something. That hearing is the word of God. And this word in the Greek is the word rhema, which means quickened word. A rhema is a word that is spoken. It's an utterance. <coughs> rhema is when the Holy Spirit takes an utterance and speaks it into my heart in the middle of my human experience. I read the word. This is the logos. There's two words for the word in the Bible. It's the word logos and the word rhema. Rhema is the quickened word. I read this. To, in, this is the logos. I read the logos to get the rhema. Rhema, will, it will be quickened to you. I got a quickened word in the, word in the year 2000 that we were to buy the prayer center. It was a quickened word. It was the word out of scripture. It was spoken to my heart. I acted upon it. I went to the door. I knocked on the door of, the, of that house and they sold it to us. I didn't have the money for it, but I believe that God spoke to me and said, you're going to buy this house. Okay. Knock, knock, knock. You believe in your heart. You accept that. And it becomes life, but you have to act on it, which I'm going to talk about. But it first of all comes as a word. You have to hear it. A word from God must be spoken to us and we must have ears to hear it. I believe that is why there's so much noise in the world. There's so much noise, so much. It's, it, the airwaves are just filled with a cacophony of noises and sounds. And we don't take time to hear. So God can't give us a rhema. So we're walking around. God, where are you? Well, if you spend more time, cut out all the noises, spend five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, cut off all the noises and listen. I think we'd all be better for that. Matthew 4, 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, every rhema that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Luke 1, 38, behold, the maid servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word, your rhema. Luke 5, 5, but Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, at your rhema, I will let down the net. 
Acts eleven sixteen. Then I remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, John indeed baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. He remembered the word, the rhema. Romans 10, 8, the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word, the rhema of faith, which we preach. You see, we don't just preach the logos. We preach the rhema. So we now know that faith comes by hearing a rhema, quickened word, which brings hope in our heart. You with me? So faith comes. It comes. It comes to you as you hear God's word. So you got to open your ears to hear. As God speaks, we must hear. And as we hear, we get faith. In order to hear, though, we must be close to him and have open ears. So how does this faith through his word work in us? This is really a good scripture. You got to catch this. First Thessalonians 2.13, it says this. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of men, not as logos, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. It works in you, effectively works in you who believe. Effectively, word works is the same word in the Greek that's found in Hebrews 4.12, which says, for the word of God is living and powerful. It's the same word. It's powerful. It's the Greek word energies. This word that I preached to you was powerful in you. It worked. It created the energy and life of what God, of, of God in you. In other words, God gives you a word, a rhema word, and included in the word is the power or the DNA necessary to bring about the completion of the word. Wow. Now notice this, but it's only because you believed. It's all activated through belief. Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. You got to believe. Belief is what activates it. Mark 9, 23, if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes. First of all, we have to believe. Next, we must confess or speak it. Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So, you receive a quickened word. It's put in your heart. You believe. Then you must confess. Confession is the activation of that word to be completed. I'm going to, okay, let's, my mind's going way further. I got to bring my mind back so I don't divulge something before time here. So how do we come to God? Hebrews eleven six says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. This is a key scripture. In other words, you got to believe that he is. But the first thing you have to do, the first thing you have to do, you have to come to God. You have to come to God first. In other words, James 4, 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. In other words, we must take steps toward God. As we do, he takes steps towards us. It's reciprocated if we take the initial steps. Then we get closer and closer and you can hear better. Come on, the closer you get to someone, the better you can hear. I know that's really simple, but that's true. The principle of the kingdom of God is that God loves us and creates a void in a place in our hearts that it's only for him. If we then respond to him and come towards him, he reciprocates by coming closer to us. Moses is a good example of that. He saw the burning bush. What did he do? He stepped aside and went towards the burning bush. God did not speak until he stepped. 
we must first move. If we don't, then God will not take the next step. So we move towards God. Secondly, we must believe in God and that he is a great God. We must believe that God means what he has said in his word and that he is the creator having made man and his universe. We must believe not just that he exists, but that he is the one who holds all things together and therefore we put our trust in him for our very existence. Even the demons know and believe in his existence. So you can't just believe that he exists. You have to believe that he is the God that made everything. And thirdly, you come to him, you believe beyond a shadow of a doubt. Thirdly, you must believe that he is a rewarder. Many Christians believe in God, but they don't believe that he wants to bless them. I don't get that one. I mean, I give me, I'll give you some scriptures. Third John 2, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Luke eleven thirteen. 13, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Proverbs 10, 22, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. God wants to bless you. He is a rewarder. He wants to bring blessing into your life. God is not an ogre. He's not this oligarch in heaven attempting to make sure you do everything right. It's not about the rightness of that. It's about you coming to God, believing. And then how is faith demonstrated? James 2.17 says, Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Faith is demonstrated by our actions. There is no true faith without some complementary action that proceeds out of it. You can't have faith without action. You cannot talk about having faith all day, but without some action associated with it. And you have to have, that's what brings that genuine faith. Faith is an act. Faith is an act. And faith is also demonstrated by our confession. So it's an action and it's a confession. Without a corresponding declaration from our lips, there is no faith that has taken hold in our lives. We must confess what we believe. I've, you've heard me say this time and time again. You gotta say things. You gotta confess it. You have to declare it. You have to. If it's only in your heart and you don't act on it and you don't say anything by it, let me tell you, the quickened rhema word will get stillborn. Are you serious, Pastor? Yeah. Because it doesn't activate it. It doesn't complete the, act, the, the, the work that God has. And that word will become stillborn. What you must do is you act upon the word and you confess the word. The confession is so powerful. What happens, it puts it out in the airwaves and your heart and your ears hear it. And that makes your heart begin to believe it. And because what happens is, I've said this to you so many times, the Jewish people believe that within the spoken word is the DNA of the, the completeness of that word. It's actually life form coming out of your mouth. And so... What happens is the whole world knows it, but your heart knows it, and then God knows you know it. That's why when God asked for Isaac from Abraham, he had to obey, and he had to act upon it, and he had to confess it. So how do we overcome and have victory? 1 John 5, 4 says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith, our faith, even our faith, our faith is our badge of victory. 2 Corinthians 2.5 says that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. 
So let's look at the faith in the life of Abraham before we go too much further here. Romans 4.11 says that he might be the father of all those who believe. This is Abraham. Galatians 3.7 says, therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. They're sons of Abraham. Abraham was a man of faith and we are called the children of Abraham if we believe. Once you're a believer, you are the son and daughter of Abraham. Now, it's interesting because Abraham was the son of Terah. God spoke to Terah to do and to go in the promised land. But Terah only went halfway and stopped. We should be called the children of Terah. But Abraham heard the word of God because God saw that Terah wasn't going to do it. So he spoke to his son Abraham and Abraham obeyed, believed, and acted. He, that's why we are the children of Abraham. Abraham was a man of faith, so therefore we're called the children of Abraham. Abraham heard and he obeyed. Hebrews 11.8 says, by faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place where, which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Have you felt that way before? I, I hear you, Lord, but I don't know exactly where this is going to you know, end up. Abraham, listen to this. Abraham heard, he believed, came near to God acted on the word and confessed the word and became the father of all those who believe. Let's look at, this is fascinating. I love typology and I love comparisons, particularly in the Old Testament. If you look at Abraham and Lot, Lot was the nephew of Abraham and Abraham took him into the promised land. He, by living with Abraham and near Abraham, he should have had a greater faith message. But listen to what happened, the difference between Abraham and Lot. Abraham, he walked by faith. He was generous and magnanimous. He looked for a city whose builder and maker was God. He was the father of all those who believe. And he was made heir of the world. Lot, he walked by sight. He was greedy and worldly. He pitched his tent toward Sodom. He made his home in a city that was built by man and destroyed by God. He was the father of those whose name is a perpetual infamy. He was the father of Moab and Ammon, who became the Moabites and the Ammonites, who were the enemies of God throughout history. And he lost all of his possessions in Sodom, and he ends up dwelling in a cave. Who do you want to be like? I want to be a believer. I want to be a faith-filled person. So let's talk about the reality of faith. You still with me? Scriptures are full of experiences between God and man, and it all has to do with faith. Abraham was told to leave his country. Now think about this, his father's house, when he was 75 years old. 75 years old. That's not exactly the time in life that you would start out a new adventure. You know, you're not looking for security, you're looking for social security at that point. <laughs> he took a step so radical that most people in their 20s wouldn't do it. That is why we are called the children of Abraham. Radical faith, took a risk. He was a man of faith. He went out not knowing where he was going to end up. And throughout the Bible, faith is emphasized as the necessary ingredient for man to deal with God and to live successfully. Romans 14, 23, whatever is not of faith is sin. Every decision you make must be made in faith with a quickened word. Habakkuk 2.4, the just shall live by faith. That's the only scripture in the Bible where there's four times it's repeated. One in the old, three in the new. Mark 11.22, have the faith of God. Romans 4.17, God calls into being those things which do not exist. 
Really? Hebrews 11.3, by faith we understand the worlds were created by the word of God. Galatians 2.20, we live by the faith of the Son of God. Faith is what God responds to. Without faith, nothing happens except worry, fear, and doubt. So what is faith? Well, let me just a few statements about it. Faith pleases God. Faith moves God to action. Faith is an attitude or confidence in the heart. Faith is knowing something that no one else knows. Because God spoke it to you. Faith is the currency of heaven. It is what you use to make a transaction in heaven. Every currency in heaven has to have the transaction of faith. Everything you do in it has to be, have faith involved in it. You know, you, you baptize in water by faith. You tithe by faith. Everything we do is by faith. And if you don't do it by faith, and I, I'm, I'm telling you this, that many people, they, they, they make decisions based upon circumstances, not upon faith. So people who say, uh, well, Pastor Ken, I'm going to be moving. You know what my question is? Do you have a word? Uh, well, uh, what does that mean? Has God spoke to you? Do you have a word out of scripture? Most people just do it because, oh, it's, it just fits together. Can I tell you, the devil can put circumstances together. You got to have a word. You got to have a word, start a business. You got to have a word to move. You got to have a word to do this. You have to have a word to do that. If you live by the word of God, you're going to be a happy person. If you don't, you're going to have so many problems because they don't work out. You'll birth too many Ishmaels. So as we've already said, this faith is inextricably linked with the word of God. The source of faith is, our, is the word of God. As I mentioned before, Deuteronomy 8.3, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Faith comes from one source, the word of God. Let me give you a little story. I don't even know if this is true or not, but it's a good story. A man fell off the side of a cliff, and as he sailed through the air, somehow he managed to grab a hold of a protruding branch. He looked up, and there was no way to climb up the 100 feet back up top. He looked down, there was no way to, get, to go the 1,000 feet down. He thought, you know, I think this is a good time to talk to God. I think you're right. So he goes, is there anyone up there? A voice responded, Yes. Are you God? The voice replied, yes. Can you help me? And the voice came again, yes. Well, what happens now? The man said. And God replied to him, do you trust me? Well, yes, said the man. God answered, let go of the branch. The man looked up into heavens and shouted, anyone else up there? Now, that may be a funny story, but it, we've actually discovered that many times. If we don't put our faith in God, we will look elsewhere to put our faith in. Man has to believe. It's in our nature to believe. When faith is stolen from our lives, we fall apart. I think possibly the greatest robbery of this age is the robbery of faith. Hebrews 3.12 says, Beware lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief, departing from the living God. Can I tell you? I know 
believers who were former believers, who were full-on passionate for God, who lost their faith. And today they're spewing out words and thoughts and things I thought could never come from their mouth. What happened? They became bankrupt in their soul and they lost their faith. In losing their faith, it was the robbery of everything that was necessary for them to live and have existence in God. It's, I cry over those people. I've seen them, I know who they are. You see, faith is the master key that unlocks all of heaven's doors. Ask and you will receive. Faith is also a substance. I've already talked about that. It's a substance. It's actually something. It's called confidence or assurance. It's actually called a, a title deed. Now, faith, I've, I've mentioned this before, but I want to mention it again. Faith is a time thief. I love this. This is how I see faith. Faith is a time thief. Faith travels through time into the future and it feels or experiences, the, it feels the experience of a yet future event. It receives the word of God of a future event, but it feels that event in the now. Faith is not just pretending that it is there, but it knows it's there because it has the substance of the experience or the thing in itself has been planted in them by God. Faith is the substance of that thing and it feels the thing existing right there within their heart. Because it exists in, in me, I know that it exists because of my knower. Somehow my faith has transcended, now watch this, has transcended against normal time restrictions. That's what faith does. It travels out into the future. It plugs into this thing that God has spoken to me and translates the substance of it back to me here in the now. God lives beyond time. Time is actually a created thing. God can see the beginning of the world and the end of the world all at once. He is not limited by time and space. Faith, therefore, locates us with God in the timeless world of eternity and brings that faith substance into our heart and becomes reality. So, does that make sense? That, that's going to da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So it becomes a time thief. It becomes a time thief. Faith deals primarily with two arenas, the future and the invisible. If you don't have faith, you're not in the future and you're not in the invisible. It deals with the unseen reality, the present, the unseen reality, the future. When we pray and an unseen reality enters our spirit, our knower, it has a two-way effect. The reality that our faith has put us in contact with feeds into our spirit and assurance of that reality. We just get assured. Secondly, it is though an umbilical cord is connected from our spirit to that word that request and we feel the answer to that as we continue to pray over that word of God so this faith connects us with our future and then with our destiny if we let go of our faith we lose our direction and our destiny and we make shipwrecks of our lives I'm not done yet faith also is an additional sense to our five senses that's a, good, that's a good metaphor. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, faith this is in the Amplified. Faith perceives as a reality what is not revealed to the five senses. 
Faith is like having an additional spiritual sense. It comes straight from the word of God. Straight from the, this sense is safe to guide our actions and base our decisions on. That is why we walk by faith. It is an inner substance or an inner reality. Therefore, we don't wait until we receive a thing before we believe that we have it. We get it before we get it. Listen, I'm standing, I have reality of words that have been given to me 40 years ago. They still haven't come to pass. Oh, but they're there. They're real. 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, maybe five months ago, God speaks to your heart. And you know, yeah, well, it's not here. It doesn't matter. I got it. I got it. It's here. I got it right here. Praise God. We get it before we get it. There may be no visible change in the circumstances, but this does not mean that nothing has happened. A hen sits on an unhatched egg for 21 days before anything happens. Listen, if a bird with a brain the size of a pea can figure out that it has to stay with the project, even though there's no seeming change in appearances or circumstances, shouldn't we be doing the same thing? In Abraham's life, 25 years went by before his promise came to pass. All that time, there was no change in circumstances that he was facing, but he continued to locate himself with God and give glory to God that what God had said would come to pass. Faith is also an evidence of things not seen. Faith demands a willingness to give up what we can see for what we cannot see. Boy, that was a good word. Just because we can't see it does not mean that it's not there. That's why we're believers. That's why we're in the kingdom of God. We see in the invisible. True followers of Christ are those who are willing to forsake the known for the unknown. Trusting God and walking by faith and not by sight. Peter was the one disciple that did it. When, when did he do that? Remember, he was out in the boat. Jesus comes along on the water. And what did he say to Peter? Come. What did Peter do? He jumped out of the boat and started walking towards, towards, uh, towards Jesus. He wasn't walking on water. He was walking on the word. Once he saw the water, the circumstances of life, he looked down and he was no longer walking on the word. And that's when he began to sink. We've got to step out of the boat and walk on the word. You've got to grab a hold of the word. And I close with these, these principles of faith. Are you with me? Number one, we've got to seize the moment. Luke 9:62. Jesus said, no, pro no procrastination, no backward looks. You can't put off God's kingdom until tomorrow. Seize the day. Take advantage of your opportunity for great things. Start living the life of faith now. Cry out to God. Stop putting things off. Stop making excuses for not doing things. Seize the day. Number two, make God big. Make God big. Remember what God can do. The situation may be out of your control, but I tell you, it's not out of God's control. Don't focus on what you can't do. Focus on what God can do. Romans 4, 17, Abraham believed in God who gives life to the dead and who creates something out of nothing. God can give life to a dead career, a dead marriage, dead dreams, dead finances, dead everything. That's what he does. He's the resurrector. Luke 18, 27, what is impossible with men is possible with God. The only thing that changes circumstances is faith in God. Number three, trust God's promises. Rely on what God has promised. 
You know, I was going to put on the screen today all the promises of God, but there, I realize there are too many of them. There's only 7,000. There's 7,000 in the Bible. So this is, my, this is my challenge to you. This year, every morning when you get up, journal one promise. And by the end of the year, you're going to have 365 that you've laid out, you've written down. This is God's promise to me today. And then re, re over, read them over, read them over, rehearse them. Promises of God, promises of God. Trust God's promises. Number, number four, control your fears. Toss them out. Don't let them control you. Fear is hell's currency, just like faith is heaven's currency. When fear comes, you know hell's working on you. You got to translate that into faith. Fear paralyzes, paralyzes our potential and keeps us from launching out. Fear will do these things, many things to us. It keeps us skeptical, selfish, and short-sighted. Uh, the fifth thing, profess your faith. You got to confess it. Announce your goals, your, your, your intentions, what God is saying to you. Confess your belief in God's word. Speak it out. Declare it. The Bible says in Joel 3.10, let the weak say, I am strong. I am strong. Number, I think I'm number six, take steps of action. Faith without works is dead. Take steps in your life that will increase your Christ walk and increase your faith. It might be just a little step. Get into a small group. It might be getting baptized. It might be starting to tithe. All these things are by faith. It might be sharing your faith to the family member. It might be, you know, many things. You, we never just arrive. You always have to take a step. You don't go, I took a step, I have arrived. No, you have to take step after step after step. It takes that. This year, we're going to take many steps, but they're all going to be towards God in faith. Come on, amen. That's good. Take steps of action. You're never going to just arrive. And then the last thing, and I'm going to say something in just a minute here, but the last thing is this. Rejoice in expectation. Joyfully expect God to act in your life and to do good things, even if it is not the way you planned. God is always there to do good things. Expect him to act. Rejoice like Abraham, even before it happens. That's real faith. You see, when you thank God for something after it happens, that's gratitude. When you thank God for something before it happens, that's faith. The highest form of faith is thanksgiving to God in advance. Romans 12, 12, let your hope keep you joyful. Be patient in your troubles and pray at all times. Praise God. You got the word. I read so many scriptures. If you just listen to the scriptures, faith will come. Sienna, would you come up here? Uh, Joe and Kara, why don't you come up too, just to stand with her. Um, I've been talking with Sienna. She's, she was born in this house. I'll just tell it like it is. She's my granddaughter in a sense. My granddaughter in the faith. Joe and Kara, my kids in the faith. Joe came to this church single. It didn't last long. He found Kara. They had children. This is an example of practicing and obeying the word of God. Faith comes. Children come. Now, 
Sienna got a word from God that she was to go and plant herself for a year or two in another country. Just tell them what you're going to do. Um, I'm moving to Germany. So She's going to Germany from, based upon the word of God to activate and to help a family who is in need of a caretaker or child for the childcare. And so she's going to do that at the request of the Holy Spirit. Now, she has been, she's been raised, discipled, loved, prayed for, dedicated, baptized, baptized in the Holy Spirit, everything she got in the house. Proud of Joe and Kara. So proud of them. Because they activated faith, and you never know if it's going to work. But it does. The Bible says, and this is why I'm so proud of her. The Bible says, you'll know if you're a good grandparent by your grandchildren. I'm a good grandparent. <laughs> I'm believing for great grace over Sienna as she goes. So she's just a product of this house, as many others are. So I want us to pray for her. This is her last Sunday. She's leaving for Germany. She's going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. She's going at the request of the Holy Spirit. We're going to cover her in prayer. We're going to believe that she's a vine over the wall and God's going to take care of her. Can you, can you believe with me? Stretch forth your hands to her. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the faithfulness of your word to Sienna. We thank you that her whole life has been a life of serving you. She came to know you at a very early age, and she, came, she became one who just delights in God. I see her in the house of God with her Bible in her hand, joy upon her, in her, in her uh, face, and just wonderful love in her heart. And we just pray, Lord, as she journeys to Germany, Germany will not be the same again. We're praying, Lord, for an anointing upon her that she can carry the glory of God, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You protect her day and night. And Lord, there would, there would come in her heart a, a, a belief far beyond what she's ever experienced because she's trusting in you. You promised you'd never leave us nor forsake us. You're going with Sienna in such a powerful way. Lord, I pray that she would have times in the night seasons she would call out to you and you would show up. I'm praying for dreams and visions. I'm praying for direction. I'm praying, Lord, that she would have a word for those that she takes care of, the children and the adults. We're believing, Lord, that you're going to do a mir miracles in her life. Yeah. You're going to do things that she's not even expecting. Amen. And Lord, there's going to be open doors and opportunities that you're going to give to her because she belongs to you. Yeah. She's a believer. She has faith. She's activating the invisible to, uh, to come into the visible. And we thank you right now in Jesus' name. We, we send her with our love and our prayers. She is one of us. And we bless her. We bless her now. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the people of God said amen. amen. I love you. Love you guys. Thanks, man. Bless you. Would you do this? I'm gonna lift my hand. If you want more faith this year, 2024, lift your hand with me right now. If you wanna activate the faith in your life, you heard the word and you wanna move. You don't wanna be caught in doubt, fear. You wanna be, you want to be in the move in the realm of the Holy Spirit drifting down the river of God with great faith. Father, in Jesus' name, you see every hand lifted. I pray this would be the year of faith. 
It would be the year of application, the, the year of anointing, the year of movement in our hearts to see the great grace of God doing things in us that we could not even believe. Because Lord, you have things in our future that we have not even dreamed of. But Lord, as we pray, as we activate the faith that you give us and we say, Lord, give me a quickened rhema word, it will come to us. We pray, Lord, we be the invisible, those mighty men and women of God in the visible kingdom of God that actually begin to activate the visible in our world. We're so grateful, Lord, for who you are and what you do. So as we lift our hands, we say, Lord, activate us, move us, let us all live in faith, for the just shall live by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to give towards this ministry, learn more about our church and events, or are in need of prayer, please visit capitalchurch.co.